You're listening to Up Your Game, a podcast all about sports. I'm Travis Harrison, joined once again by the one and only Ben Weir. Good to see you, buddy. Hey, good to see you again, man. All right, well, we're going to be recapping some games from week 11 and 12 of the NFL, and we jump into the NFC North leading Lions, who rallied from a 12-point deficit late to beat the Chicago Bears 31-26. Ben, I feel like, yes, it's a good win. Good job, Lions. You got the win. But anytime you have to rally to beat the Bears, there's a problem. Yeah, I mean, we just talked about this, like, with, about the Chargers and everything like that. And that's why I'm just like, I'm, I'm not really sure I'm sold on this Lions team. Because, yeah, especially at home, man, like, how do you how do you have to rally to beat the Bears? But again, here's Jared Goff throwing three interceptions. Uh, so like, I just I, I don't know about them. I, I'm all for cheering for them, and I hope they do well. Like, I have no problem. Um, obviously, I hope we beat them twice. Like, I don't want them to beat us, honestly. But like, still, I don't have anything against the Lions. So I just if you can't you can't beat the Bears by having to rally. There's something wrong with you. Staying in the NFC North, Jordan Love's late touchdown lifted the Packers to a victory. Speaking of the Chargers, 23-20. So Green Bay taking down LA Chargers here, Ben. You just talked about the Packers. So obviously division rival for you being a Vikings fan. Don't want them to win, but Jordan Love getting it done here late for the Pack. Yeah, he he definitely played all right in this game. So like it's it's frustrating to see that. I mean, I, I never want to see the Packers win. I mean, just being truthful, but yeah, no, it's it's it was a good win for them. Um, good win at home against the Chargers team. That's just like again, just up and down, like we've talked about. So like, yeah, no, it was, it was a big win for them to stay in the playoff hunt. Jalen Ramsey made a game ceiling interception as the Dolphins overcame three turnovers and beat the Raiders twenty to thirteen. Ben, Dolphins are looking pretty good. I don't know if I agree with that because, like, again, they haven't beaten they haven't beaten anybody with a winning record. So, like, to me, it's just like I don't I'm not sold on this team yet until I see them beat somebody that's good. And they struggled against the Raiders, and, and I know the Raiders have been doing a lot better. Like, you've, like you've mentioned before, it with Pierce being the quarter, well, not the quarterback, but the coach. Um, so, like, that's that's something different. But like, I just I don't I want to see this Dolphins team beat a good team, and then I'll then I would give them, you know, okay, all right, maybe they're for real. C.J. Stroud lifted the Texans to a 21-16 win over the Cardinals despite throwing a season-high three interceptions. So back-to-back games here with three turnovers. This time it's Stroud throwing three picks, but he is the only rookie in the last 40 years to lead a game-winning drive starting in the final two minutes of regulation in back-to-back games. So, Ben, again, C.J. Stroud's name keeps coming up here, and so do the Texans. No, I mean I know I know it didn't play well necessarily well, but he did enough to you know get the job done. And um, yeah, no, it's, it's been huge for him. I, I just again just happy to see him succeeding. Uh, I know a lot of people have probably haven't been high on this draft, and still have no idea why the Panthers passed on him for uh, Bryce Young. That still baffles me to this day. But no, it's it's been great. He, I feel like he fell into a great situation, and I just yeah wish him the best. The Rams rallied from a late deficit and snapped their three-game skid with a 17-16 win over the Seahawks. Ben really haven't talked about the Rams too much this year, so it's nice to see them uh, get the dub. Yeah, no, I mean, it's definitely nice to see them because, like, again, like, this is their two years removed from the Super Bowl, and they've just been terrible, honestly. 
But like, I feel like Cooper Cup is just falling off a cliff, man. Like, I, I well, I, I think it's more a quarterback play with Matthew Stafford. But no, it's, it's a big win for them to come back and and beat a Seahawks, you know, playoff trying to buy for a playoff spot. So it's a big win for them for sure. Wilson Sutton hooked up for the winning touchdown as the Broncos rallied to end the Vikings. Your Vikings five game winning streak, Ben. What do you got to say about this game? There, skip button. <laughs> <laughs> Can we skip this? <laughs> I just, I have, I really have not been sold on Dobbs. Like I just haven't. He's just super erratic with his play. And I don't know if you've seen him when he is about to get sacked. He just basically throws the ball up for either, you know, grabs or just like intentional grounding. Like I, I just don't understand as a quarterback how you do that. Like you're just take the sack, man. Just, just take the sack, live to play another down. That's what I feel like has always been the bread and butter. But like, he's just, He's crazy, man. And then oh, we've just been killing ourselves with turnovers. I mean, we should have we should have won this game. Like, there's no there's no rhyme or reason that we should have lost to the Broncos in this one. But like, it's just turnovers, turnovers, turnovers have been killing us all year. And it probably could have given us two wins on the year. But it's just frustrating season. And I just I hope we I hope we eventually move on from Dobbs. I do want to see Jaron Hall play a little bit more, but I know he's been hurt, so we'll see what happens. But yeah, it's just frustrating, man. Well, in what many were deeming the Kelsey Bowl rematch, as we had a rematch from the past Super Bowl, Eagles taking on the Chiefs, Jalen Hurts led a second-half rally as the Eagles beat the Chiefs 21-17 in Arrowhead, which is truthfully one of the hardest places to play. It was actually Andy Reid's first loss against his former team. The Chiefs failed to score in the second half, and this is actually the third game this season this has happened. Travis Kelsey fumbled down by the goal line, which usually never happens. He fumbles probably once a year. So he picked the worst time ever for this to happen as they were about to take the lead. And then MVS dropped a what would have been a game-winning touchdown pass. Now, it was a bomb. It was in the rain. We'll cut the guy some slack, but it would have won the game. And that was pretty much the theme of the night for the Chiefs. A lot of dropped balls by pretty much every receiver out there. But, Ben, I will say I respect Patrick Mahomes a lot because at the end of the game, it would have been really easy to blame his receivers, especially MVS there, and just throw him under the bus, throw his other guys under the bus. Instead, he goes, yeah, I probably could have thrown that ball a little bit better, which he really couldn't. <laughs> but I thought it was cool right. that he said that. <laughs> well, and that's what I like about Patrick Mahomes. Like, I mean, there's some things that I don't necessarily like about him, but like, I, I feel like he is a – you know, team first player, and I, I don't, th- I don't see him as somebody that's going to throw somebody under the bus. So I, I appreciate that for sure because he definitely has every right to do that because his receivers have had the most drops I think in the league all year. So like I could understand probably getting frustrated. Um, one thing, so I am not in any way thinking that the Eagles so don't. When I'm saying this to everybody, I'm not saying that anything's a conspiracy about the Eagles, but like, uh. Someone shared a stat that I thought was very interesting. It didn't happen in this game. They were actually flagged seven times, just like the Chiefs were flagged seven times. But it says that the Eagles have been flagged 55, which is the second fewest times this season. And then their opponents that they have played against have been flagged 74 times, which is the third most. Mm. So apparently there's this theory going around about the Eagles being not flagged as much as others. I don't know if necessarily that's true. But like the, I feel like there has been... I just feel like overall officials have not been as good as they have been in the past. So I don't know if it's really anything to that, but I thought it was. It's interesting you say that because there was at least one game this year. I'm pretty sure the Eagles didn't have a single penalty, which 
pretty much is unheard of. Yeah. And so for that right. to happen yeah. in a game is yeah. like, wait a minute, that kind of that's a head scratcher right there. And another thing yeah. I want to address is, and props to them for figuring this out, but I feel like it's cheating at the same time. The whole tush push that they do, I mean, they are, you can't stop it. They are 100% when they do it. Like, it works every time. They get at the goal line. I mean, it's a guaranteed touchdown. If it's fourth and one, fourth and two, it's a guaranteed first down. I mean, you can't stop it. But, Ben, my question is, first of all, I'm surprised it's allowed because they used to not allow you to aid the runner. You know, you could not push the quarterback or running back, whoever it was with the ball. You could not come behind and push him. So, They've obviously changed that rule. But then why do more teams not do it? Why doesn't everybody do it? And I feel like there are some that have tried and they're not successful with it. So why are the Eagles so successful with it? Yeah, it's it's sketchy, man. It's definitely, it's definitely sketchy. And then I just don't understand, like piggybacking off that, I don't understand, because like you said, why don't teams do it? I feel like more teams line up in the shotgun on fourth and one or fourth and two, and it doesn't Stupid. make any sense. Yeah, you're lining up five yards. You're making it like a fourth and six or a yeah. third and six. Like, why, why, why are you doing that? Just made it way harder for yourselves. <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, they figured it out. So, I mean, props to them for finding a loophole right. and everything. Like, it, it yeah. works. But I'm just like, yeah. man, that, that just almost seems unfair. But they're good at right. it. I'm sure what helps is that Jalen Hurts can squat like 600 pounds. So, I mean... He just he just tucks it, you know, and he falls behind his line. Then he's got guys pushing behind, and obviously he's strong as it is, just himself. So, I mean, yeah, there's there's no chance for the defense to stop it. So, props to them for figuring that out and coming up with just an unstoppable move. Well, my Colts had a bye in week eleven, so we're gonna move on to week twelve of the NFL where Love decided to play his best game of his career for the Packers by tying his career high with three touchdown passes and leading the Pack, yes, to a 29-22 win on Thanksgiving Day over the Detroit Lions. Now, Ben, I figured, okay, all these years, the Packers have just smacked the Lions. I've come up to Michigan. I've got a lot of family here. My dad's whole side of the family is from Michigan. We would come up every year for Thanksgiving and watch the Packers just smack the Lions. And for the first time, I thought, okay, now it's the Lions' turn to return the favor after all these years. And wait, no. They still got <laughs> smacked. <laughs> what in the world? Yeah, and I, we were just talking about this. I mean, this is the Lions team that honestly should have lost two games in a row to the Bears and the Packers. So it's just very surprising again to see that. But no, Jordan Love definitely played very, very well. And Hopefully it's not a sign of things to come for them where he's going to be a Hall of Famer. I don't know. I hope not because <laughs> it always seems to happen with them. But, yeah, no, this was this was impressive, man. I mean, this game was in the hands of the Packers pretty much the whole entire way. They were up 23-6 at halftime, so it was, it was a big win for them. I was very surprised. Did not expect to see it. I will say the difference in this game, obviously seven points, you had the fumble return for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if that was a fumble, and I – Maybe someone can explain to me because you've got like that play where Jared Goff's arm is clearly going forward. If his arm was still back, you know, cocked back and it got the ball popped up, but the ball clearly goes like where he was throwing it. So to me, like that's an incomplete pass. They didn't blow the whistle. They let it go. It's a touchdown. But then you have obviously years ago, the tuck rule with Brady where he's literally holding it with two hands 
and yet somehow that wasn't a fumble. That was an incomplete pass. So <laughs> I, I don't know yeah, what they look at anymore because then, too, it's like, okay, you look at it, you challenge it, whatever, you, and they still stay with that. So, I mean, again, I'm not going to sit here and blame that because, I mean, the Packers, honestly, like you said, they controlled the whole game, but I know my brother-in-law was pretty – uh pretty fired up just about the whole game in general, but especially that play. And he was just like, and of course when they lose by seven, he's like, Oh man, there's the game, you know, type of thing. So yeah, I, I don't know what a fumble is anymore and what it's not. Cause I, I feel like it changes. And that's what I just, I feel the same way about a catch. I mean, that's why I feel like everybody's thought the same thing about a catch, what that is. And it's just, I, I think it's just whoever the person is that's, you know, doing the reviewing and everything like that. It's just their, you know, their judgment call on what they think it is. And it's, it's frustrating. Cause it's like, all right, this one saying this, this one saying that, like, okay, what, what is the catch? What is the fumble? What is going on? The good thing I will say though, is that what we talked about when we were in Minnesota, we talked about how we liked the refs to actually let the play go. And they at least did let the play go and not saying they got it right. Cause they, I don't think they got it right, but like, at least they let it go. Mm-hmm. They got it right, Ben. <laughs> from a from a Colts fan non-biased perspective they got it right <laughs> oh man I wasn't saying they got it wrong I'm just saying yeah, yeah. no I yeah, hear you no I, I I do like yeah. yeah it's like yeah let it play out and then you can always go back and look at it but then it's like yeah when they go back and look at it and you know what probably should happen and it doesn't change it is really uh, surprising well the next game on Thanksgiving was Bland and Prescott helping the Cowboys win their 13th straight home game, beating the Commanders 45-10. to The only thing I want to say about this game is hats off to Darren Bland on returning an interception in this game and setting a ridiculous record for his sixth pick six of the season. I was cheering for him as he grabbed that ball, and he's heading back, and he's breaking tackles. I'm like, don't go down, don't go down. Let's get this thing. So hats off to him. He actually has the same amount of touchdowns. Oh, excuse me. I think it was, it was his fifth pick six. He's got five pick six, which are the same amount of touchdowns as Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, Saquon Barkley, Austin Eckler, Josh Jacobs, and Amon Ross St. Brown. So a lot of great offensive players there, and he's got just as many touchdowns on the defensive side of the ball. So also, Ben, it's too bad the Cowboys can't play every game at home, given they haven't trailed for a single second playing at home this season. I did not know that. That's crazy. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's huge. That's really huge. But I just, they're another team that I'm just looking at their schedule, like the Dolphins, they haven't beaten a team uh, with a winning record either. Uh, so, like, that's why I'm I'm not really sold on them. Uh, I know they've, you know, they've got a great defense, can't deny that. But I, I just have not, I have not seen anything that's been, like, super impressive as far as, like, offensively. And I, I still have never thought Dak Prescott's been great. He's been a lot better this year, don't get me wrong, a lot better. But, like, again, I just haven't beat anybody that's been, with a winning record or anything like that. I mean, this team lost to Josh Dobbs way back when. So, like, I just, I'm not sold on this team at all. The last game on Thanksgiving night was the 49ers easily beating the Seahawks 31-13 behind Christian McCaffrey, who had 19 carries for 114 yards and two touchdowns. Ben, that little guy's fun to watch, man. Yeah. Hey, when he's healthy, man, I mean, and now being on this team, like, it's, it's a big, it was a big turning point for them for sure to finally get a running game. Uh, no, but it's, yeah, I, I feel like they've got their mojo back. I feel like Brock Purdy's kind of found it. I know it didn't have necessarily a great game this game, but it almost does feel like with that trade, too, for Chase Young, like you mentioned before, I, I think this is a dangerous team. 
Well, another little guy who's extremely talented, Tyreek Hill, found the end zone on Friday and then found his new wife in the stands who was supporting him, gave her the ball after he scored the touchdown. The two just got married this past week, so congratulations to the happy couple. The Dolphins were happy as they won this game over the Jets 34-13. Wilson's replacement didn't do much better, and the Jets might have a play that rivals the butt fumble as the Dolphins took the end-of-half Hail Mary all the way back for a 99-yard pick six. I have never seen this happen before. Ben, normally the ball either gets batted down or the guy that intercepted it gets tackled pretty much right away. Yeah, I've never seen it. No. Well, and typically with the Hail Mary, you only typically see it within like the last play of the game or something like that. You don't see it in like a halftime or something. But, but yeah, this was huge. I had their defense playing this week, so I was super ecstatic that I saw a 99-yard return touchdown. Um, but, yeah, I just I don't think we'll ever see something like that probably again. And it always seems to happen to the Jets. So, I just, poor franchise. I mean, just take a knee and go to the locker room. That's normally what <laughs> yeah. happens. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Oh man! You're down seventeen to six. Like let's just let's just get over with it. Exactly. Well, Derrick Henry ran for two touchdowns as the Titans held off the Panthers seventeen ten. The only reason I'm talking about these two sorry teams is that afterwards, Carolina fired head coach Frank Reich after their one in ten start. This makes the second year in a row Frank was fired in the middle of the season. We talked about it last year when the Colts did it to him, but I just don't get the midseason firings. Like, let the guy finish out the year. Not to mention, it's not like they set him up for success because their team was so pathetic. But silver lining for Frank, though, is that he will be getting paid over $70 million by the Colts and Panthers through 2026. So, Ben, not bad for a guy without a job. <laughs> yeah, let me tell you. <laughs> I'll sit at home oh, for God. $70 million. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Where do I sign up for that? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I... I I hate it, dude. I mean, you know, I'm I'm in Carolina, so like I, I heard about it from. I mean, the radio was sh- sharing it, and everything like that. I feel like this was like a David Tepper being a baby and getting frustrated that his team sucks, and just trying to take that frustration out on somebody. And then, of course, you're going to take it out on the head coach. But no, I don't feel like this was Frank Reich's fault at all. Bryce Young, I don't see him being a franchise quarterback in any way. But I don't think they've. I don't feel like they've set him up either for you know success at all. Uh, they don't have a good offensive line, don't have a good offense, don't have a good defense. So, like, I just I, – I don't understand it either. I, I mean, yeah, if, if you really don't like Frank Reich, uh, yeah, okay, wait, give him the season. I mean, there's no there's no point. Like, there's no reason for it, man. Just give him the whole year. And then at the end of the year, be like, hey, sorry, we're just going to go a different direction. Cool, no problem, you know, like, just move on. I just – I don't understand it. He is definitely not the problem and the reason why they're not winning. So, I just – it doesn't make sense. Well, and firing a guy the same year you hired him, like, that's not even his yeah. team. Like, yeah. give him a chance to bring his own guys in there. Like, that's not fair to expect, oh, yeah, you better do well. Like, good luck. Here's here's what we got for you. Well, it didn't work with the last guy, so why don't you let me kind of weed out these players that aren't that great, bring in some other guys, and kind of see what happens, you know, in three to five years. So, that's stupid. Yeah. But, again, yeah. at least he's getting his money, so... But he, uh, it was no. sad though because he said, "I think he's obviously thinking this is going to be the end of the road for him as far as his, you know, NFL coaching career goes." But hey, now he can spend more time with his family. I know he's got some grandkids and stuff, so him and his wife can do a lot of traveling. You know, seventy million will get you pretty far. So, <laughs> yeah, I think he'll be okay <laughs> around the world yeah. about five hundred thousand yeah. times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think. 
I think he's all right as far as the money in for retirement and all that stuff. But yeah, no, I, I, he seems to be a really nice guy. So like, I hate that it happened to him. Terrible. Well, speaking of my Colts, we had a good win this week at home, beating the Buccaneers 27-20 behind two scores from Taylor and an impressive run from Minshew. The dynamic duo of Taylor and Moss combined for over 140 yards rushing on the day. Pittman had one of his biggest games of the season with 10 catches for 107 yards. My son Noah actually has him on his fantasy team, so I know he appreciated that performance. Abukum ended up strip-sacking Mayfield at the end to seal the win for the Colts. Ben, good win for my uh, Colts there, especially at home, a place that, unfortunately, we've struggled with this year, getting wins. Yeah, I was just looking at that. You guys are 2-4 and four at home now. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, but, no, it's just yeah, big win for you guys. Uh, I feel like, again, you can push forward. You've got a good running game. You've got, you know, a couple good receivers there with Josh Downs. I know he's not wasn't healthy for this team, but, like, I feel like when he gets healthy, it would be a nice compliment to Pittman. So, no, it was a big Big win. It, it's looking good for y'all. It's looking good, I feel like. Well, the Giants edged the Pats 10-7 as New England's woes at quarterback continue, and the G-Men took full advantage, winning consecutive games for the first time all season. You know who doesn't have a quarterback problem? is the New York football Giants, who have a solid backup in Tommy DeVito, the Italian stallion who in this game went 17 of 25 for 191 yards and a touchdown. While it took Zach Wilson 306 pass attempts to throw five touchdowns, Tommy did it in only 73 attempts. Man, I'm really bashing on Zach Wilson tonight. <laughs> I just realized that. Oh, man. The only negative thing you can say about this dude is that he still lives with his mom. I truthfully don't even care about that because his family lives practically right next to the stadium, so that makes total sense. But he came out and admitted that she still makes his bed does his laundry, and cooks his meals. Bro, enjoy the home cooking all you want, but you are a grown man playing in the NFL. At the very least, make your stinking bed. <laughs> That's what I was saying. Like, come on. Laundry and bed? I mean, all right, let's go. What are you doing? What are you doing, Tommy DeVito? I just don't understand. Also, even if it's true, don't come out and admit it. Like, yeah, you better hide that under a <laughs> bushel basket, my friend. I mean, why are you admitting to that? Like, any girl that's going to get to know you or want to, you know, date you or all the things and, oh, you live with your mom? Okay, well, I mean, that's whatever. It's not the end of the world. Oh, she makes your bed? Oh, she does your laundry? <laughs> Might find well, yourself you single for a long time. <laughs> oh, and, man. like, of all the places to say it in New York, oh, like, gosh. the team that you're on in New York is probably the worst thing you could have done. So, yeah, just keep that in the hush-hush. <laughs> oh, man. Well, the Chiefs have been starting off well in games, but then struggling in the second half, as we alluded to from Week 10. This week, however, in Week 12, they found themselves down early 14-0 before Pat Mahomes and the offense decided to wake up and ended up winning 31-17 over the Raiders. Mahomes had some solid numbers going 27-34 for 298 yards and two touchdowns. And Pacheco, the electrifying running back, added a couple touchdown runs himself. Jacobs for the Raiders had himself a game with 20 carries for 110 yards and a touchdown. Fun fact, the Chiefs' defense is the only defense to not give up more than 25 points in a single game this year. This win has them sitting at 8-3 and three, right next to the Ravens and Dolphins on top of the AFC. Yeah, I mean, just imagine if the Chiefs had 
the offense they had, you know, I, I wouldn't even say last year, the, the other year they won the Super Bowl. I mean, and if they had this defense there too, I mean, game they over might be undefeated, honestly. Like, goodness gracious, like <laughs> I would be, yeah, that would be scary. But no, it's it's been big. Yeah, it's it's been very interesting to see the Chiefs be carried by the defense more than actually Patrick Mahomes. Uh, it was also interesting to see the Raiders get out ahead and and seem to be in control of the game, and then like you know blow it like normal, but. And I feel like they've been doing that the past couple of years, getting out in front of the Chiefs, but then they just can't seem to steal a deal. So like, but I, I feel like Aiden O'Connell he didn't play terrible in this game. Threw uh, fifty forty eight for no, you know, no, no picks or anything like that too. But yeah, no, it's it's just interesting to see the Chiefs and the dynamic of their team basically change. Did you see Travis Kelsey pretty much manhandle one of the defensive players for the Raiders? He no, was like laying on top of. I don't know if it was Pacheco or it was it was one of the Chiefs' offensive players laying on him, not getting off, whatever. I think he was talking. He was talking some smack. Travis Kelsey just like manhandled him like a child, just like threw him, <laughs> and then they kind of got in a little scuffle a little bit. But it was it was pretty funny though. I was like, oh man, no, I didn't see that. And all the all the all the Swifties were freaking out, like, oh my goodness, he's so muscular. <laughs> oh man, I love it. They call him the Yeti. I didn't realize that, and I've been listening to uh, the New Heights podcast. Shout out to Travis and Jason there. But uh, yeah, he's he's the Yeti is his nickname. And speaking of the Kelsey brothers, Ben, if you haven't listened to Philly special, some of the Eagles players led by Jason Kelsey actually came with a Christmas album last year. And they've done another one this season, and Travis and Jason actually did a song together, and it's actually pretty good. So what? I'll, I'll have to yeah, I'll have to send out. you the link. I'll send you the okay, link. But please, oh my goodness, it's yeah, it's pretty entertaining because you've got Jason's got that raspy baritone, and then Travis is yeah. more like the higher tenor voice. But okay. no, it's it's a good blend together. So it's a it's kind of a weird song. I didn't even realize it was a Christmas song. It's one of the obviously it's not a traditional Christmas song. It's one of those you've literally like never heard of, but it's pretty cool that they like put out this album and like all the proceeds go to the children's hospital there in Philadelphia. So that's pretty sweet. Yeah. It actually made number one on iTunes, which is kind of crazy, but <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, but <laughs> I'll send it to you. But speaking of the Eagles, okay. sorry, getting off track there, but the Eagles Jalen hurts ran for the winning touchdown in overtime as Philadelphia rallied past Josh Allen and the bills 37, 34. It was 17-7 at halftime, just like it was the week before when they played the Chiefs. I sat there, told my boys, I said, oh, 17-7, I'm not worried. They were, down, they were down the same score the week before, so watch out. So despite the rain, the teams were firing on all cylinders. Josh Allen prolonging plays with his legs on the way to throwing for 339 yards. Hurts threw for three touchdowns. Jason Kelsey, just talked about him a minute ago, he had two uncharacteristic false start penalties right at the end, kind of weird. And then Jake the Make, Elliott, drilled a 59-yarder to send the game into overtime. So a hard kick in any condition, but let alone in the rain, a little bit of wind, so props to him. Then the Bills get the ball first in overtime, settle for a field goal, and then Hurts marches them right down and has a walk-off rushing touchdown to win the game. Pretty flashy, exciting game by both of these teams. Yeah, it was a great it was a great game to watch, honestly, for sure. Um, a couple questionable things that had happened for both sides of things, I feel like. Uh, but but no, it was it was definitely a wonderful game. Uh, I can't, I, I still, I missed it. I can't remember what I was doing, but I I missed it that uh, Elliot had kicked the fifty nine yarder. My brother texted me; he's a big Bills fan. But I, I yeah, I can't believe he made it because I mean yeah, just watching that game before that, 
it, the rain was all over the place. I mean, it, it was terrible. It was wet. I, I don't know how you can kick almost a 60 yarder in that weather. And then apparently, I guess it would have been good from like 65. Like I, he kicked it that well. I just can't even imagine kicking the ball in that kind of conditions. It's crazy. But yeah, this was this was a big a big win for the Eagles for sure. Um, they just find ways to win, man. I, they haven't looked good doing it, in my opinion. But they just they just find ways to win. In the Monday night game, the Bears outlasted your Vikings 12-10 on the fourth field goal of the night with 10 seconds left. I'm not saying the Dobbs magic is gone, but a rough game last week and then an even rougher one this week as he threw not one, not two, not three, but four interceptions. I will say, Ben, could your line block for him and give the man at least a little bit of time to throw the ball? Yeah, okay. So I'll I'll give you props on that one because, like, yeah, our offensive line did not look good this game um, but th- but they have been in the top 10 the whole year so like I, I just can't fault them for like one bad game but like I don't know man again I'm gonna go back to the erratic thing he is like way too crazy with the ball way too loose with the ball this is what I was worried about with him when I first saw him come in there against that Falcons he's just he, he just turns the ball over too much and this is kind of why I feel like the Cardinals moved on from him too uh, and, I, and I get he's just kind of like a filler for us for this year. Uh, we wanted somebody at least experienced to, to help us. But, like, I hope this is over. I, I, we are in a bye week now. I, I don't want to – I really – I like the guy a lot. Like, I, I, I really do. But I just don't want to see him on the field anymore. <laughs> I want to see Darren Hall. I, I want to see him get a chance to play. Or, or if Dobbs can maybe take this week, this bye week, and maybe if he can, I don't know, play better. <laughs> would be nice but like dude how embarrassing is it to lose 12 to 10 to the freaking bears <laughs> and at home and what if and like what a boring game this was like this was this is the worst game i've ever watched <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah well and like you said he gets all erratic like i'm sitting there like throw it away throw it away throw it away and he hangs on to it hangs on to it and then he's literally like being brought to the ground and then decides to throw it and the ball goes like straight up <laughs> And then it's intentional grounding or whatever. Like I'm like, dude, just throw it out of bounds. Do something. So, yeah, I definitely feel for the guy because he's trying. But, yeah, I mean, he just – he obviously he needs time to throw like most quarterbacks, but especially one that never plays and, you know, is still getting used to the team and the plays and all the things. And But, yeah, it, it was rough. It was definitely rough to see. I mean, it was rough on both ends. I mean, the Bears weren't much better. And, yeah, I mean, they barely won. I mean, you guys played awful, and you almost still won this game. So – that just shows you how bad the Bears were, too. I mean, Justin Fields wasn't doing great. Their offense wasn't moving the ball at all. So he obviously made some good throws there on that last drive to set him up, uh, you know, for the game-winning field goal. But, man, both yeah, both teams were just terrible. So, yeah, you want to talk about one of the worst games, and especially it was a Monday night game, so that's tough. But anyways, yeah, hopefully you guys have a bye now, kind of regroup, and then it'd be nice, yeah, start somebody else and just see what happens. Because you guys had been rattling off wins, man, and – you know you're in the in the hunt and all that and stuff. So, are you are you technically still in the playoffs right now, or are you kind of on the outside looking in on the bubble play, wild card? Yeah, we're yeah we're still in. We're actually in a really good position. Like we've got we're over the Packers. We got over the Rams. We're over the Saints. Over the Giant. All the Bears. I mean, the one that would be the problem would be the Bucks. But the Bucks seem to be kind of like tailing off. But no, we're yeah we're definitely squarely in the playoffs right now. Um, and I, I really feel like we're the better team out of the ones that are like there. I'm not saying we're going to do anything in the playoffs, but I, out of looking everybody there, yeah, I think we're the better team. I just, 
I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I want to like get in and then hey, we got in and then get blown out by somebody. Sure. Don't want, don't you don't know if I want to necessarily do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're officially in right now. We're, we've got the last uh, wild card spot, so that's yeah. exciting. So hopefully we can hang on to that. But yeah. obviously even yeah, move up sure. even more would be great, but be be sweet yeah. to sneak in. Then you never know what can happen. Like you said, our defense isn't playing really well. If our offense can, mm-hmm. you know, do just enough and kind of get things figured out and not turn the ball over. And so, which I just yeah. found out Jonathan Taylor hurt his thumb and is going to have surgery on that. I'm like, come yeah. on. But apparently he's only yeah, going to be out for like two or three weeks or something. So I'm like, how? That's right. crazy. You hear surgery, you think, oh, he's done, you know, IR, all this. No, he'll be back, you know, right. and stuff. So, but Zach Moss has been having a great year. You know, he picked up the That's slack there at yeah. the beginning and yeah. he still continues to play well every week. So I hope, I'm confident we're not going to miss a beat. Um, obviously, right. it's nice having both of them back there, you know, double teaming and, you know, they're both, they're, they're each a little different. They've got different skill sets when it comes to the running back position, but, Zach Moss will hold the four down until JT can come back. So, and you've got a very winnable schedule. I mean, really, the the team that I would say would be the most dangerous that you've got left is the last team of the year against Texans. Like everybody else that you're playing, very winnable games. So I could easily see you guys making it for sure. Well, that's going to do it for this NFL Week 11 and 12 recap here on Up Your Game, a podcast all about sports. Travis and Ben signing off.